how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're bottom. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to the Creative Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. Over the past 200-plus episodes, I've had the good fortune of speaking with dozens of screenwriters, actors, and directors, such as Aaron Sorkin, Mel Brooks, Carrie Fukunaga, Whitney Cummings, Michael Imperioli, and William Monaghan, among others. We've dissected ideas on story, character, filmmaking, habits, and various principles for creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also find several of these interviews on the Creative Screenwriting Magazine website, in addition to some that aren't available in audio, such as with Nick Kroll or Stephen Merchant. In addition to the podcast, also make sure to search for the new video essay series on YouTube, also called Creative Principles, where we take a deep dive into movies and television. Join millions of viewers for subjects like the 16 personalities expressed as characters, Did Home Alone, Rowan John Hughes' Career, The Greatest Movie Never Made, and How Jackie Chan Creates Perfection Through Failure, among many more. That's Creative Principles on YouTube. Thomas Sadowski describes his path to acting as an accumulation of growing up reading big epic stories. His father read epic myths, and he grew up in Texas, a natural storytelling culture. This, along with an obsession with actors like Jimmy Stewart and Charlie Chaplin, guided his journey. The actors known for roles in movies like Wilde and John Wick, along with television work such as that in The Newsroom and Life in Pieces, but his most recent film is called The Mimic. In this new movie, written and directed by Thomas F. Maziotti, a man suspects his friend may be a sociopath, so he goes to extreme lengths to uncover the truth. In this interview, the actor talks about his love for the immediacy of theater, how he was mentored early on by Mark Ruffalo, the challenge and joy of playing a character from Aaron Sorkin, and why it's so important to do that which inspires you. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button and find more content at writerfieldnotes.com. I wish I had some sort of definitive moment where I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Um, but I, I think that it was just sort of an accumulation of growing up, you know, reading big epic stories. My father would read, you know, the Greek myths to me. And um, I grew up in uh, Texas, um, in rural Texas, um, you know, which is a real storytelling culture. And then, you know, there's just that big sky that you can sit under and dream. Um, and I think it just one thing sort of started adding into another and adding into another, you know, I'm just watching uh, movies, you know, the old movies with my dad, um, watching Chaplin and, you know, watching Spencer Tracy and watching Jimmy Stewart and something about it, you know, Catherine Hepburn, uh, something just got into my, to my head. And um, I thought, you know, this is, uh, at some point I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, I was in high school and I was doing high school theater and I, I, I thought this is what I want to study. And I went off and I did it. I, I, I don't know. It's a stroke of madness on some level that I just sort of stuck with. How do you see kind of the different worlds? I know you do some theater as well as your, your television and film work. How do you kind of see those different 
Um, besides, you know, uh, projection and those type of things, like what are some of the differences in those different genres of acting you do? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the technical stuff aside, it's uh, theater is there's something so I mean, obviously there's an immediacy to theater, right? There's an immediacy not only for the um, for the for the uh, the actor, but for the audience, you know, and, and we're all in it together. You know, we're, we're, we're participating in this thing that is as old as we are as a species, you know, and shortly after we managed to figure out how to build fire, I think we all sat around the fire telling stories to each other about, you know, how the day's hunt went. And so I think that, you know, storytelling in a room with other humans, um, is just sort of the one of the most natural but one of the most complicated things that you can do and i i I love that immediacy of connection that intimacy of connection between actor and audience um you know film is a is a different medium entirely it's a very visual medium you know you are uh ultimately as the as the actor you're not in very much control uh about what you know, that performance is going to look like, you know, once, once you get done doing your thing as however many takes you do it, it goes to the director and the editor. And, um, you know, if you're working on in TV, it goes to network notes or studio notes and movies and they chop it up and pick little, you know, micro fragments of moments and build it all together. And, you know, it, by the time it, it gets, it, it ends up on screen, you know, it's a, it's this kind of Frankenstein's monster that you don't even necessarily remember, um, you know, and there isn't, it's, it's a powerless sort of feeling, which I think is, is interesting in its own way. Um, and it's really collaborative in, in, but not between the audience, it's collaborative with the other technical artists. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a big difference. It's a, it's an interesting shift. And so I did some a little bit of research, and uh, and correct me if this is wrong, because because it, it is the internet, of course. But it said you were the understudy for Mark Ruffalo. Did you kind of see him as a mentor? Is that true? What was kind of that relationship like for you? Yeah, that was my first job. Um, my my, uh, my first acting job out of theater school. I understudied Mark in um, a play called This Is Our Youth uh, off Broadway in New York um, for. Man, I don't know how long we did that together, eight months or something. And uh, yeah, I would say that uh, in many ways he was watching him work um, and being able to have him, you know, there, uh, you know, relaying to me his process and, and, you know, how things were playing out night to night and just getting, you know, being able to watch him show up every night as a professional and, uh, how he went about his job was was very instructive to me. You know, I, I definitely saw him during that time as a mentor, um, and I, you know, I always have appreciated the the uh, generosity and the kindness that he showed me. Uh, years ago, now I was lucky enough to talk to. I did an interview with Aaron Sorkin, which I know you were on the newsroom. What was it like, kind of getting yeah. those those scripts? Like, what was that that job for you? How did you kind of prepare for that? You know, that fast paced dialogue and that world of Sorkin. Oh man, getting those scripts every week was just it was it was so thrilling. You know, to see like what you were going to get to do, what you were going to get to say that week, how it was all going to play out, what part in in that 
you know, that week's story you were going to get to to take uh, under your wing and how it was all going to build into what had come before. It was a complete surprise week after week. You know, uh, we never knew what was going to happen. Um, it was always really exciting to get those scripts. And then, you know, once you got over the sort of initial, um, you know, joy of that kind of kid on Christmas opening up the present and reading through the script, then it was like immediately like, okay, now it's time to get to work because this has got to be word perfect, you know, and, um, and uh, it, it required a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of time to just dig in, get that stuff in there to where it was almost second nature, even before you got on set, you know, because once you got on set, you had to figure out all the technical stuff. You had to figure out how you were going to move through the space at a pretty good clip and, uh, you know, make sure you weren't bumping into the furniture and um, making sure that all the things that you would you know, worked out in your head, matched what Aaron had worked out in his head and, um, you know, come to some sort of happy medium. But it was a, it was a hell of a challenge and I loved every second of it. Was that a role or maybe was there another role that sort of changed the way you were seen? Did you start to get different offers and that type of thing after working on Newsroom? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a, a shift for me in a lot of ways, particularly in terms of um, film and television. You know, I, I up until that point, I think had primarily been uh, known in in New York as a theater actor and had been pretty much unknown uh, on the West Coast. And so, um, you know, I think that there was there was a shift in in terms of you know people uh, seeing my work um, and and starting to to get a sense of who I was. Um, through that part. And, uh, you know, I, I have had, you know, great opportunities since then to, to do lots of stuff that, um, you know, somewhat in the same vein, but also is very different. So, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it opened a lot of doors for me and, um, you know, in, in some ways it really helped me, uh, back in my, my first love, which is theater, um, you know, be able to, to come back home and do that stuff with more freedom than uh, I had before. And there's some, you know, obviously witty dialogue, there's some comedy there, but then you, you eventually moved to life in pieces where there, it's more of a, a comedy. Do you, are you viewed or do you see yourself as kind of the, the straight man, sometimes like the snarky characters, do you have any challenges doing comedy or do you have a background maybe in theater where people are, are have seen you less than they've been on TV or something like that? Yeah, you know, it's funny because you 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 sort of get seen in these different ways dependent on, or you get known in these different ways dependent on what people have seen you in, right? So people in theater, uh, I think, have one sort of understanding of what I what I do and what I'm capable of, um, and the the stuff that I have done on TV, um, you know, is uh, is definitely more in that that uh, it's got more of that Don Kiefer vein uh, running underneath it, and. You know, I, I love doing comedy. Um, it's it sure is a, a lot more fun um, and, you know, lighter days at the office. Um, but, you know, I think that as time goes on and, you know, as I um, as I I want to continue to grow and, and push and change as, a, as an artist, uh, I'm going to be really interested in pushing and changing um, the way that, you know, people see my work and, and what projects I'm I'm engaged in. What are maybe at this point in your career? What are some of the things you look for most? Are you mostly like, you know, uh, from hindsight speaking, 
um, looking to something different every time? Or you, do you have a projection of what things to come? Or is it like, what are some of the things that you're looking at now at this point in your career? Honestly, you know, this is, if, if nothing else, um, this year of the pandemic and the, the shutdown of, of the industry has forced a sort of, um, you know, uh, it's forced me to, to sit and, and look at what it is that I want out of work and career. And uh, at the end of the day, I think that the, the great understanding that I have come to um, at the end of all of this is that I want to work with people that I love and that I respect. Um, you know, I life is too short to do otherwise. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, you know, be married and, and have two children. And, you know, I don't want to spend time away from them uh, doing something that I'm not completely and fully enjoying, um, and certainly in terms of the people that I'm working with. Um, and that, you know, that wasn't necessarily always the case, you know, for a long time, I sort of felt like, you know, I got to take whatever job comes. I got to, I have to hustle. I have to, I have to keep pushing. I have to keep pushing. I got to get, you know, jobs with the right people at the right time and, and all of this stuff. And it's a pressure that a lot of young actors put on themselves. And it's a pressure that the outside world puts on a lot of young actors. And, uh, you know, maybe a little bit late to the game here in my mid forties, I've realized that it's just not worth it to, to keep up with the Joneses in that way. And that, you know, I, I have to do the things that inspire me, not only as an artist, but inspire me as a person and spend time with the people that I respect and am inspired by and, and that I love. Thank you for that answer. I know a lot of times we're mainly talking about, you know, the hustle and those type of things. Are there some daily practices like meditation or things like that that you do and, and focuses like areas where you're looking for recovery and rest? And how do you kind of balance, you know, that plus the busy time of maybe a TV schedule? I mean, ultimately, the, the thing is, for me, is just trying to be as present as I possibly can be for my kids. You know, um, I don't, I don't, you know, one of the great, one of the great things that I can give them is a very fertile imagination. You know, as an actor, um, I have a really fertile imagination and I can drop in um, to, to playing with them uh, in that way, you know, that they play, you know, in terms of playing with their dolls or, you know, when my daughter's having a, you know, when, when we're doing like a, a tea party or, or whatever it is, like, I can give them, you know, I'm willing to and, and have the ability to get in there with them in that imaginative way. And that to me, you know, really uh, at the end of the day is, is something that I, I'm, I'm looking towards, like, what can I give my kids, you know? And so uh, playing with them and, you know, getting, getting rest and finding ways to just, you know, stay inspired um, outside of myself. Uh, are, uh, you know, exposing myself to, to other types of art that I may not necessarily um, have a whole lot of exposure to previously or whatever, like, you know, that that's where the inspiration comes from for me. And um, like I said, spending time with uh, with people that I'm inspired by and, and, um, and trying to put some good into the world um, through the, the, uh, the charitable organizations that I work with. Well, we've mainly talked about, you know, some of your network and cable work. Tell me about the mimic and what kind of drew you to this project. You know, I got the script and I saw that it was based on a true story. And I that just, 
you know, d- diving in and reading this thing and going, there's, this is based on a true story. No way. You know, and, uh, Finally, I got on the phone with uh, Tom Maziotti and, and we started talking through it. And he's just such an interesting cat. Like, he's just such an interesting character. And I said, look, at the very least, like, being a part of this is not going to be normal. Like, it's not going to be your usual run-of-the-mill sort of thing. Like, I don't know. Is this going to be a, a great weird movie or a bad weird movie or in-between weird movie? You know, but it's going to be a weird movie. And... I said, you know, sign me up. Like, I'm, I'm interested in doing something a little bit offbeat. Um, and, you know, as we got on set and actually started working on it, that's exactly as it turned out to be. It was the whole experience was, uh, was pretty different and unique. And uh, it was a great group of people. And I, I had a really wonderful time doing it. When you're doing something that, that feels so different like this, are you still trying to find those like grounding moments? Like I've heard uh, like the, oh, yeah. the author Seth Godin talk about, you don't want to be generic, but you, you want to find the genre. Like, are you looking at maybe movies where they break the fourth wall or what's maybe something that people might compare this to, to some degree? Um, you know, in terms of like what people are going to compare it to, I have no idea that that's kind of up to them. You know, I, 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 I compare it to I only have one comparison and it's this, you know, while we were making it, I was just having fun being a part of it. And uh, in terms of like, you know, finding the genre and not being generic, you know, I, I think that the, that's, that's the, the sort of actor that I, I aspire to be at my best moments is, you know, finding the, the foundation and the truth, you know, there were, when I'm at my worst um, is when I, I come, I come unmoored from, you know, reality when I, I don't have my feet planted on the ground. And, you know, I've had to be pulled back down by a number of directors. There were times on Life and Pieces where, you know, I had to be, they had to pull me back and say, dude, you're getting a little big, you know, you're a little broad, um, you know, reground this in reality. And, you know, I, I had to like, right, right, right. You know, I got to put my feet back on the ground. Even if, even if the situations are ridiculous, um, you know, they're, they're not as ridiculous as real life. You know, truth is, always stranger than fiction and so you know finding a way to just be be locked into honesty uh i think is is really what makes you know the difference um and it's what i really truly aspire to um you know i i some some days i'm better at it than others um but uh you know that's that's the goal it seems like movies like this might be going towards like the miniseries, something like that. Do you have any advice besides the fact that it's a true story about about getting a movie like this made today? You know, I think that one of the ways that I'm I'm learning to appreciate where we are right now in terms of um, technology and platforming is that there's so much opportunity for people to create their own work in a way that they haven't really ever been able to before. Um, for most of my career, it felt like you had to ask a lot of permission to do the work that you wanted to do. You know, even back in the, the heady days of the 90s, uh, the indie film 90s in New York and L.A., when, you know, it felt like everything was getting greenlit, you still had to walk through Miramax, you know, in order for them to agree to release it or whatever, you know, uh, uh, indie film company was, was doing it. Um, these days with the different platforms and everybody creating their own content and every platform looking for content, there's just, it's such an explosion of, of inspiration that my, my only advice is 
and it's the same advice I give to young actors and it's the same advice I give to young writers and young directors in the theater when I, when I have the opportunity to, to talk to them is just make yourself part of your community. You know, right now you have a community of artists who are collaborating and are developing their skills together and go make yourself part of that and make work that inspires you and, you know, just keep on finding ways to push it out there. Um, you know, it, 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 it'll happen or it won't, but the, the journey ultimately is, is what the joy is in, you know, and is um, building these things. Like when I was doing uh, off, off Broadway plays or when I was doing developmental readings in church basements or, you know, um, that sort of stuff when I was in my early twenties, you know, that's where the real magic of my career has been. Those are the days that I, I look back on with great, 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 love and um and just the passion and, and purpose of those moments and i think people have an opportunity to do that uh you know in film and television now in a way that they haven't before so i just i, I say to them go for it just take the big risks and, and go for it thank you for tuning in to the show if it's your first time listening make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit my new website for information on the youtube channel the blog the podcast and my new book ink by the barrel which takes advice from these 200 plus interviews and more at writerfieldnotes.com you'll see the link in the show notes thanks again